From the City Morning Herald, Adam Pengilly, good morning. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. Are you going to do the treble? Races, swans, footy, Moore Park. No, well, I can do the treble from my couch, Jared. That's probably the best way to watch it, isn't it? Um, how's that area going to be on Saturday? Saturday evening, it's going to be chaos, isn't it, really? Because we know that Moore Park can be hard to get in and out of at the best of times. I'd be suggesting, if you're going to either of the events, in particular the footy, which is the, the later kickoff, take public transport because it's going to be an absolute nightmare trying to drive in and out of that area. So, yeah, we'll see how it plays out on, on Saturday night, but it's definitely going to be the biggest or most amount of people in that precinct probably for the last four or five years, I think. So I was speaking to someone yesterday. They've had a crowd at the SCG and Allianz Stadium um, at adjacent times or adjoining uh, times uh, like that in, I think, about since 2018. So, yeah, it's going to be quite hectic there on Saturday night. Do you know what I love, Adam? I love the fact that we're getting big crowds to games. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, the stadium's got something to do with it, of mm. course, but you've got the, you know, the, the quality of the teams, I, 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 and it just adds to the spectacle. Yeah, I, I didn't go to the opening of the Allianz Stadium for that final round game between the Rabbitohs and the Roosters, but I was there last week for the final, and, yeah, for the amount of money, you, you expect to get a, a really good stadium for, for what they've invested in it. But the atmosphere was just fantastic. And the noise was captured inside that stadium. And it was just a real buzz about it. And the sun was shining. And I know it's September, finals footy. You probably expect that a little bit. But I, I, it's hard not to believe that stadium's going to definitely lift the, the sporting, uh, I suppose, uh, experience in Sydney to a, to a new level, given that we've got this fantastic stadium. And it's quite ironic that South's going to be playing there for a third week in a row. I know they're desperate to play there. Uh, home games next year, which probably won't happen. They're going to play more there, more at Allianz Stadium this year than what the Roosters have. Adam, Josh Reynolds, mate, what are you expecting from the shorts at Ramwick this weekend? Yeah, Josh, this is a fantastic race. Uh, this is this is a dead set mini Everest, isn't it? Six of the seven horses are confirmed for the race already. Will be lining up in the shorts there on on the weekend, headed by Nature Strip. Uh, his first run back in Australia since winning the Kingston Stakes at Royal Ascot, and I'm desperately keen to see what Classic Legend does to Big Grey. Uh, it's been a massive mission for Les Bridge to get him back, ready for this sort of race on the on the path to the Everest. I think we're going to know pretty quickly after the race whether he's up for winning in Everest. Because uh, you know I, I expect him to run reasonably well. Les wouldn't be taking for the race if he didn't think he'd be competitive. But to get him to to run sort of top two or three in Everest in a few weeks' time is going to be a massive, massive achievement. And he's the X factor, no doubt, for mine heading towards the big race in a few weeks' time. Eduardo's there again. We see lost and running, Mars Crusader and, and, and Mars all racing for the first time this spring. So. No doubt this will be the key form preference for us when we're looking back on it in a couple of weeks' time, trying to decipher who's going to be winning the Everest and uh, yet cannot wait for this on the weekend. Uh, very elegant. Looks like they're going to soldier on, are they, Adam? Yeah, we speculated yesterday, Jared, whether that run in the pre-foire on uh, Sunday night, our time would be enough for the connections to want to push on towards the, well, I suppose, arc weekend in itself. And Bryce Sikolsky, the, the senior part owner, has suggested, yep, she'll be pushing on and definitely targeting another race. Now, the big question mark is whether it's going to be the Arc of Triumph itself or do they just lower the bar a little bit and try and target a, another race that might not be as difficult. And it's a big call, isn't it? Because the dream has been for a long time to run this Arc of Triumph. I don't know whether she's going as well as what she was 12 months ago. Well, she definitely isn't. I don't think you can say that without, with a fair bit of certainty. So it's whether they want to take the risk now and try and take on some of the best forces in Europe or just set their sights a little bit lower and maybe try and win a Group 1 for a Phillies and Mares on the same weekend. But we'll definitely get to see her one more time at least over there in Europe before she finishes her career. What are we expecting with the release of the weights for the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups today, mate? Yeah, quite fascinating, Laws. Greg Carpenter is the last time he'll be doing the weights before heading across to the Hong Kong Jockey Club to work for them later this year and into next year. And he's virtually warning a lot of connections, sort of saying that Listen, there's not a natural top weight in this race this year, so someone's going to have to lump the 58 kilos. I'd imagine at this stage it's probably going to be Spanish Mission, who was placed in the Melbourne Cup there last year. 
since then, he hasn't really set the world on fire in Australia, has he? But um, he still looks like he's going to be the class runner in this year's race. So I'd imagine he's probably going to be allocated the 58 kilos. There's going to be a lot of connections trying to beat the handicap and get down in the low sort of 50s there. And also yesterday, Loz, the wait for release for the Epsom handicap for our big day in a couple of weeks' time up here at Royal Randwick. And Zaki has got the for the top weight there, but I think it's fair to say be a doubtful runner. And Chris Waller looks like he's got his, his nice mares hinged and Fangle in the lightweight. I think he's only got 50 and a half and Fangle with 53 kilos. So we know that Chris loves winning the big Randwick miles and I reckon he'll have these, those two mares uh, spot on if he wants to head that way in a few weeks' time. Just reading that Chris Waller's uh, among the invitees yeah. to the Queen's funeral as well. I did see that, Jared. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? Just goes to show her love of horse racing and her, her connection with Chris Waller and Chris has told a couple of great tales over the years about his connection with the Queen and you know he gets the message that comes through from Buckingham Palace saying that Buckingham Palace will be calling you at a specific time and he has to be ready to take the phone call, basically, if he knows he's going to be on the other end of the line. So uh, yeah, what a great pilgrimage for Chris it is. Uh, obviously, he's trained for in the past and, uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a very, very moving ceremony when he gets across the UK for that funeral. Yeah, what an honour indeed. Uh, thanks so much, mate. See you, boys.